It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Okay, let's roll, dudes! And I'm going 10, 30, 65 in a 45 zone. Yo, what's my gas tank on E? Oh, and hello, officer. Wait, what? I'm losing my license. I'll lose my job. And here come the court costs. Oh, man, that's the thing about pedal to the metal, dude. You speed, you lose. Slow down. Driving is no game. A message from Virginia DMV. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional musician or you just want to start a podcast with your friends. PreSonus Audio Electronics has the gear you need to make your vision become a reality. Their latest USB audio interface, the AudioBox Go, is the perfect vehicle to help create your vision. Ultra affordable, surprisingly powerful, and even small enough to fit into your pocket. The AudioBox Go gives you all the connections you need to record on the move or in your home studio. Whether you're recording a guitar riff at rehearsal or a full-length solo album in your bedroom, you'll have all the tools you need to create like a pro right from the start. Compatible with both computers and mobile devices, the AudioBox Go is perfect for anyone who wants to get started recording fast. For more information on where you can get the AudioBox Go, visit PreSonus.com and it will lead you in the right direction to make those dreams a reality. PreSonus Audio Electronics, proud sponsors of the ABV Podcast. Creating a craft beer universe in a craft beer desert is no easy task. But somehow, Pelican Craft Brands has managed to do that right here in Louisiana. By partnering up with local craft breweries or bringing in some of the best names in the national craft beer brewery scene, Pelican Craft Brands has established a great selection for all of you local craft beer drinkers. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest additions to their portfolio or simply visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Government Taco right here in Baton Rouge is your place to get the most creative and delicious tacos in the entire city. The Clux and Balances, the Steak of the Union, the Filibuster, all of these are fantastic. Don't forget about their bar snacks, and don't forget about their incredible happy hour specials Monday through Saturday, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., except on Thursdays, where it's happy hour all day long. For more information, make sure you visit governmenttaco.com. This episode of the ABV Podcast was recorded on March 17th, 2022. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I'm Chuck P. Shout out to the sponsors before we get things start, started, like we normally do. PreSonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Hops in the Hollows, and Government Taco. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, because that's when we're recording this show. And I'm at Tin Roof Brewing here in Baton Rouge. Uh, I haven't been here in a hot minute. Glad to be here. It's a it's a great night, great crowd here at the brewery. Jeremy Waters, the new head brewer here at Tin Roof Brewing, is joining me. Jeremy, happy St. Patrick's Day, and uh, thank you for being here, sir. Thanks for having me, Chuck, and happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Yeah, man. Uh, I've been getting harassed all day because uh, I'm wearing. I'm not normally. I'm in all black, but today I'm wearing my. My whoop! Somebody had bingo. They're playing bingo in the background. Uh, I'm wearing my blue spindle tap shirt, so everybody's like, "It's St. Patrick's Day. Where's your green?" And what I had to show people is that on my on my left arm, I have a green lantern tattoo that is all green, every shade of green. So I'm permanently set. You permanent, permanently green. Yes. Nobody can touch me. Uh, and if they do, I'm gonna punch them in the throat. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't do that. I just show show that real quick. If it looks like somebody's about to come and pinch me. Uh, 
Dude, I pulled up to, to, to come park and I honestly did not expect the amount of cars in the parking lot <laughs> when I pulled up. And I, one of the things that that I saw as I was making the corner to go into the parking lot was the Oak and Smoke barbecue trailer, which I know Brandon and them do bring a crowd wherever they go because Excellent their barbecue food. is so good. But I mean, you guys have a lot of stuff going on here tonight. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night's a hop happening night, man. We got like disc golf going on. We got the bingo. Um, some nights we do open mic night on Thursday, and that oh, cool. draws okay. a pretty good crowd. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, people are. Uh, People are wanting to get out, you know, after yeah. all the pandemic stuff and, you know, it's St. Patty's Day, so that brings out a whole nother crowd. And uh, People want to get out and drink know, for St. Patty's Day. People want to get right? out and drink, you know, and have a good time. And the weather's nice. Like, the weather's, the weather's nice. perfect not, today. Not hot yet. No. Not cold. Uh, daylight savings time has kicked in, so the sun is still still out a little bit mm -hmm. uh it's uh, according to the the clock on the laptop here it's seven o'clock seven ten so uh yeah and dude this is awesome i'm glad that tin roof is still bringing people in with events and activities and stuff that you guys are doing uh jeremy you were on the podcast a long time ago yes sir when you were initially supposed to be the head brewer for astruma i was and we had some beers that you brewed for us, and I was super pumped about you being their head brewer and the beers that you were making and were looking to, looking forward to making. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of just didn't happen. Yeah, it just wasn't the right timing for me, I think, you know, personally as well as professionally. So, you know, I had to take a step away from there, and, you know, it just, as fate would have it, I ended up here. <laughs> yeah, this is incredible. Now, in between the time that you left Astruma and you're here now at Tin Roof, I know I know for a little bit you were working at Pelican Craft Brands. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been doing in your time since Astruma and leading up to Tin Roof? Well, I went back to my old job that I held before I worked at Astruma, which was a company called BarbecueGuys.com. Yeah, it's yeah. e-commerce website that sells grills, patio furniture, all that that stuff. So I worked for them again, um, second stint, and you know, I, in the meantime, I just kind of honed my skills as a home brewer, really practice my craft as much as I could, and just um, you know, spent some time reflecting and just trying to decide what I want to do. As far as you know, do I really want to be a professional brewer? Do I just want to be a Home brewer, you know, what What do I want, yeah. you know? Trying to figure some things out. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you decided to get back in the world of, uh, of brewing, for sure, on a big scale, not just a home brew scale. Uh, so barbecue, guys, it makes me think of Jimbo. So you sure, work, you yeah. work with Jimbo over there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've jammed with Jimbo a few times. He, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's a very cool dude. He's, he he is very California. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, he, he's a super cool guy. And I, Absolutely. And I don't know if if he's even still there anymore, but Dan Iverson, did you know Dan? I don't know him personally, but I know I know the name. Okay. He works, that, both of those guys work for another company that Barbecue Guys owns called yes. Blaze. Yeah. And so they're kind of, you know, over there, and we don't interact with those guys on a, you know, day-to-day -day basis all the time. Yeah, okay. They're kind of an independent uh, operation. Gotcha. Dan, uh, I've known Dan for years back when he was a okay. Baton Rouge uh, police officer. Gotcha. On way back in the early 2000s. And uh, Dan's a good guy. He's one of the best. That, that dude, he will... He will take the shirt off of his back, literally, if, if you need it. So, uh, and you know, and, and Barbecue Guys was a great company. I really enjoyed working for them, and uh, I, I don't have any, you know, hard feelings about leaving them for the second time. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, it was nice that they took you back. Uh, yeah, they you know? took me back. You know, I called my old boss, and he didn't have any reservations about bringing me back on. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been really good, and for a time I didn't really know if I even wanted to brew anymore. But uh, well, know. I'm glad you changed your mind. Yeah, because I, I was just, you know I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah, uh, I I can totally understand that. Kind of at a crossroads, you know. Well, when Chris Pennegy over at Pelican told me that you were leaving there to come be the brewer here at Ten Roof, I got super excited because I 
truly enjoyed your beers when we had them at Astruma, and I, I was like, that, that dude's a wasted talent. Why is nobody picking him up? Like, he needs to be brewing somewhere. Yeah. And now that you're here at Tin Roof, I'm pretty pumped about that. So let's dive into the beers we have on the table. I need to get, at the before I dive into it, and people, this is horrible podcasting, but I need, I just want to get a picture <laughs> of this flight because it's a really pretty flight. And it's like, this is this is where the editing part comes in. This is I handle this in post. All right, so let's jump into since it's St. Patrick's Day, let's go with the uh, the Magic Marshmallow cereal stout. Sure. If I'm going the right way with it, am I going the right way with it? Let me yeah, see. yeah, yeah. This you is are. it. Okay. Uh, now this is something Tin Roof has released over the past few years. Uh, this is one. For this round, you brewed, correct? I brewed it and I changed the recipe okay. quite a bit. So what's what's different from the original? Uh, I just increased the amount of different, like I used a wider variety of malts, I guess you could say, to put it really simply. I wanted to go for a little bit more of a, a dry stout okay. uh, kind of vibe, but have a little bit of sweetness that you would get from like a milk stout. So, you know, it's got the lactose in there, but I just kind of wanted to change it up a little bit to make it a little fresh and different. The creaminess is in there from that lactose. Mm -hmm. I'm getting that on the mouthfeel. Flavor-wise, man, I mean, this is just... I used um, marshmallow fluff at the end of the boil. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, you know, using some flavorings post fermentation, I, I actually use some uh, marshmallow in the boil. Okay. With, uh, you know, the lactose. See, I like that. That 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 gets me excited because we talked, I talked about this on a previous podcast about how it's so hard. What, myself and Jada Cody talked about this. He is not a fan of peanut butter beers. Okay. Just for the fact that he hasn't found one that tastes like peanut butter. It just tastes artificial. Yeah. A lot of people tend to use peanut butter powder, or if they're using actual peanut butter, I don't know how that works in the brew process. That might create a mess. I don't know. It would, yeah. Yeah. And if that's something that's too hard to use, or they're not using enough of it. And sometimes they use, like, flavoring extracts, you know. Yeah. And, and, and certain things, in when you use flavorings and stuff like that in a beer, you can tell, like, it, especially if they do a lot of it, mm -hmm. it's like, man, this just does, doesn't taste right. This tastes, there's like a nice little sweetness on it. The stout itself is really, really good. It's still got the Lucky Charm cereal in there too. Mm -hmm. Like that's still in there. Um, it's got a touch of vanilla to kind of- I get that. that sweetness. I get that. Dude, this is solid. This is really good. I was, I was. I think the first year they did it, they put coffee in it, and then they got away from doing that. And I decided against the coffee because we already had recently done uh, Parade Ground Porter. Yeah. Which you know, Porter and Stouts are different, but it's like we already had a couple of coffee beers, and I didn't want to do another, another coffee beer. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Now you said you changed the recipe up on this. Mm -hmm. What other beers? Have you been able to put your mark on here at Tin Roof? Like, I know we talked a while back. Uh, and matter of fact, when you were on the Jada Cody show, you and Taylor were with us uh, mm -hmm. about how you're gonna you you were going to change, or you've already changed the voodoo recipe. So we have already changed it. Um, the voodoo that you that's in the flight right there is the new recipe. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, just made a little bit of tweaks to the grain bill and a little bit of adjustments to the water profile to make it a little softer and you know not as uh, aggressive I felt like it had like an aggressive hot bite okay um, so yeah I mean we just uh, changed the, the grain bill to make it a little hazier a little softer mouthfeel and I think it Elevates the hops a little bit more, um, okay, because it's just such a light, soft malt uh, backbone now. Instead of having some kind of malt flavors that kind of compete with the hops, yeah. Because sometimes you run into that with some of these nipas where 
you know, you can you can use malts to add some character, but sometimes it can be too much, you know? Yeah, I get that. I understand that. Now, was this an idea that the people that are running everything here at Tender of Cami and, and everyone here, did they come to you and say, hey, we want we want to do something different with Voodoo? Or was this something you approached them with? It was like, hey, I think I can I can I can step this beer up a notch. They actually approached me with it and said, you know, we want to do something different with Voodoo, but we're not sure yeah. where to go. Like what what do you think we should do? And so I looked at the recipe and I gave some suggestions. And that's the product you have right there. So they pretty much just went with my suggestions. Okay. Without any uh, objection. Now, the, the original recipe for this beer won a gold medal at uh, Great American Beer Fest. The first Louisiana beer to win a gold medal. So I would, I don't, I don't know how you approach things like that, but when, if I were you and, and they were like, hey, we want to change this up, what are your thoughts? I would be a little bit nervous with like with looking at it's like if, well maybe it, you know if it ain't broke don't fix it if it's still selling well in the market I don't know what they've done since they've won that gold medal to to change anything obviously they haven't they went they asked you what you would change on it so like were you a little bit nervous about going in and changing this recipe a little bit yeah but when I thought about it it's you know that that beard did win the gold medal in 2018 which was a few years ago yeah the market around here especially was way different you didn't have uh, well you did have juice fur but it was a brand new beer I yes. think it came out in 2017 I think I think that's right um, so I just think that the the whole landscape of beer was a lot different in 2018 and now there's a lot of beers that are pretty similar to Voodoo and Voodoo hadn't really had any facelifts or updates and it's you know that can be a good thing but it's kind of like also like let's keep up with everyone else a little bit you know let's yeah let's be on the same playing field you know yeah you don't want to be the the brewery that's lagging behind everyone else that's like changed recipes on their yeah. beer coming out with these IPAs and that are selling well and people are wanting them and maybe voodoo isn't moving like it used to back in the day. It's like, you know, we got to step the game up and, and to, to, you know, compete with everyone else. That, and I wouldn't want to cling to something that happened four years ago. As oh, like, yeah. Oh, well, we don't need to make any changes because this beer did well four plus years ago, you know? Yeah. I, I just don't want to cling to the past. And even if I, like, wrote a recipe for a beer that won a gold medal, three four years later I would probably be tempted to update it myself like just personally you know well I just took a sip of it it's my first time trying the new recipe and I gotta tell you I can tell the difference I straight up can tell the difference and it's a good difference it's a little juicier and it's mm -hmm. hoppier I mean it's the color on it is definitely hazier than what voodoo was it's got a good color on it What's the what are the hop? Did you change the hops at all? No, I didn't change the hops. So the hops are just and Simcoe hops. Okay, I get it. The Simcoe, I'm getting a like the citrus there, obviously, but I'm, I, that Simcoe is coming through pretty good as well. I have made some changes to the way that we add the hops. Okay, but we're still using the same amounts and the same varieties. But I changed the schedule a little bit on how we add them. Okay, is it earlier in in, in the in it, or it's, is it later? It's in multiple stages. Oh, okay. It, it used to be just one big addition, but so you're doing it throughout the the brew process. Yeah, I mean, during the fermentation process, we add some early on, and then once the beer is just about done, we add the remaining the rest of the dry okay. hops. I mean, with the amounts that we're dealing with, we're, we're adding like over 100 pounds of hops at once. Wow, okay. And I just think that if you're gonna add that many at one time, you're not gonna get a good contact with all that uh, beer. Yeah. So I, my personal philosophy is to add a little bit, let it kind of sit on the beer a couple days, let it get in there, yeah. and then top it off with some more. You know? Yeah, pull all, pull all those flavors out of those hops, mm -hmm. get it to soak in that beer. 
Dude, this is really good. You did a great job. This is nice. I like this a lot, man. Now, packaging-wise, is it still going to look the same? Like the oh, yeah, yeah. Still? We're not rebranding or anything okay. like that. Um, the ABV is still the same. Um, I just want people to know, like, if you are... If you were in the store and you see a six pack of voodoo and it's marked, you know, this year it's going to be the new recipe. Yeah. If it has a, a package date of January on, you know. Okay. So there you go, people. Be on the lookout for the. If you haven't had it yet, get your hands on the new uh, the new voodoo recipe because it's really really good. Now, what else has changed? over here uh, with the beers are there are there some that have gone away you've got some new ones coming up yeah and I think we talked a little bit about it on your uh, on the radio show with Jed and Cody yeah um, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Jew joint has gone away yeah and it's been replaced by Roadhouse which is kind of a, a West Coast IPA it's around 55 IBUs it, it seems so like West Coast IPAs are starting to starting to creep back into the scene a little bit which I love yeah I do too I mean it just breaks up the monotony of all you know the hazy juicy IPAs mm -hmm. they're all great I'm not knocking them. they're all fantastic I drink them all the time but every now and then a West Coast style you know just remind yeah, you, you just what, want you know, a little something different every once in a while yeah you know, get like that piney earthy kind of flavor a little bit of there. a backbone to it and yeah you know. It's, and that's good. So, so Roadhouse is is a West Coast style. It's a West Coast style, and it's our going to be our new uh, core beer. Um, you may have known about this, but we discontinued um, Uberfruit sometime oh, uh, last year. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. And Paloma Goza is going to be the new uh, sour core beer that we offer. Okay, I liked Uberfruit. I thought Uberfruit was a, was a pretty good. Yeah, beer. I mean. I Paloma think Paloma goes is good as well. Beer, um, but I know once they, once the uh, Paloma Goza came out and people started trying it, it really sold well. It's, yeah, it does well. So um, they decided to change it up, and change the lineup a little bit. That's not to say that we might not bring back Uberfruit as like a little one-off here. Yeah, there, you know? like a little tap room only special sure. or something like that. Since I've taken this job, I've actually had requests about. Uh, Smiling Ivan. Dude, I was gonna Rougarou. bring that up. <laughs> Not so much Rougarou. I mean the black IPA thing is is whatever. <laughs> but we were talking yesterday on the Jay Dakota show. We were drinking uh Great Raft's Russian Imperial Stout that they came with, came out with a little while ago. I can't remember the name of it. Staggered uh, Homeward? No, or? not that one. It's a uh, Oh no, that's a yeah, Surrender that's a uh, Terms of Surrender, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I'd never had that beer before, but Cliff Decato had a bottle and brought it to the studio okay. and we tried it. And it's a fantastic beer. It's really good. And the first thing I said after I after we talked about that beer, I was like, man, this beer makes me miss smiling Ivan. When I worked here at Tin Roof and I was running the tap room, that was my favorite beer that we did. Waxing the bottles was a fucking headache. We had like three rice cookers and crock pots going, <laughs> trying to melt wax so we could do these bottles. We just, still have a big storage container of the wax right uh, there. Yeah, just get rid of that. Just don't even wax it. Bring that back, but don't wax it. Uh, but I love that beer, and I know a lot of people do love that beer. And I was going to ask you, what are the odds or what are the chances of getting that beer back? It, it could definitely happen, you know. It would probably be a limited, small batch kind of sure, yeah. release. I don't see the possibility of us bottling it like they used to, like yeah, the you bombers. Can, you like, can, yeah. There's no need for it now. You I can don't crowl think we have it. that equipment anymore. You know, we have our canning line. Yeah, that's the way we're rolling. But you can do crawlers of it here in the sure, tap room sure. and stuff like that. Uh, it, it was just a, such a fantastic beer. It was really, really good. And we could dip some of those crawlers in the wax. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't do that. Uh, be, I, I was going to ask you that as well. Since you've been here, has anyone been like, hey, I want you to bring this beer back? Or, Please tell me nobody's asking for Perfect 10 Amber. No. Okay, no. good. <laughs> I have had people ask about Voodoo Bingo, yeah, yeah. The, the pale yeah, ale. Yeah, the Voodoo Bingo. I remember I drank a lot of that back in the day. That was my yeah. go-to for a while. And then when Parade Ground came out, yeah, that was the beer I gravitated. I would stockpile it so I could drink it all year round. Uh, Absolutely. Let's, speaking of that, let's move on to 
fragrance. Yes, because I did make a little change with that too. But I, I'm, I'm looking at it, you. Have it's coffee and donuts parade. Right? Oh well, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, that's but, right. We are drinking a, a variant that we. All right, did. but let's talk about parade ground itself because you sure. changed some things on that as well. Well, the the thing I changed was the coffee. Was the coffee. So when I got here, they were ordering coffee online from a you know website, which nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you, know, you can get good prices. And, good stuff that way uh, but you know I happen to have a friend who owns a coffee roaster business I think I know that person I think they, <laughs> they might sponsor this they podcast. might sponsor or <laughs> you uh, anyways I I called up my buddy and I said hey man I need some coffee how much do you need and two days later I had coffee you know that's awesome so, it, for those of you wondering what coffee we're talking about, we're talking about cafecito coffee. Cafecito coffee. Is there a certain uh, s certain bean you're using? For it's this? their Colombian. The Colombian. Okay, yeah, that's a good bean. Yeah. So right now, though, we're drinking the uh, the coffee and donuts parade ground. Yeah. So with that, we went to uh, Mary Lee Donuts and we got. It's uh, a good choice. About five dozen uh, assorted donuts, mostly glaze. And just kind of pulled them apart, stuffed them into a sack, and threw them into the dry <laughs> tank, and put the beer on top of them. So, you know, you get a little bit of that. I get like the donut fat in okay. the, uh, a little bit in the flavor. Um, and it, I think it's kind of, you know, mellowed some because this beer we did around early December. Yeah. But it, it definitely had like a nice, almost like donut kind of aroma. I get some of the sweetness from the donut still in it's it's there. Like you said, it's falling off. It, that that flavor's falling off a little bit, but it's still there. Bit. But the parade ground itself is really good. Yeah. And the coffee notes are shining through still. They're still Absolutely, potent. They're still yeah. in there. A lot. And, and that's one of the big reasons I wanted to go with the, you know, the cappuccino coffee is, you know, I he roasted it on like a Monday and I went and picked it up on Wednesday. Yeah. You can't get much fresher than that. No. You know, like. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's great knowing someone that, you know, has their own coffee business. <laughs> but this is, this is what I want out of a coffee beer. I want coffee. I don't want hints of coffee yeah. or notes of coffee. If you're making a coffee stout or a coffee porter, I want to taste coffee. That's why I like Rev from Parrish. It's why I like uh, now I'm drawing a blank on the one from Port Orleans. Uh, it's called Coffee Break. Coffee Break. There you go. When they, they use French truck coffee yeah. for theirs. Both of those beers are straight up. The coffee's there. It's not hiding somewhere yeah. else. You're not getting a hint of it. You're getting coffee. And that's what I want out of a coffee beer, and this is it right here. This is, this has definitely more coffee flavor than Parade Ground did. I think per, uh, the original Parade Ground, the coffee was there, but I feel like the porter itself, yeah, might have been the star of that. And you got you got the coffee, some coffee notes on it, but this one is straight like, oh, coffee, and there's the the porter, you know, coming in in the finish. But that's what I want. I want the coffee up front. Good job on that, sir. I'm digging. I that agree, a lot. and you know, so the first time we brewed Parade Ground, we used the the beans that we had bought online because uh, it was still kind of like during the transition time. Yeah. With the old brewer, and they had previously purchased those beans, and once we like changed the coffee, like it was nine day difference. You know? Oh, I'm sure. Especially like air, the aromatics of the beer, like completely changed. Yeah. Uh. At some point, I want to, I want to, I want to talk shit about William McGee, just, just because I want to, because <laughs> I love William, but I still want to, like, I, he would never come on the radio show, he would never come podcast, would never do anything. When Charles Caldwell was here and a part of the brewery, Charles would do it, put a few beers in him, it's fine. Could never get William to do it. So I feel like <laughs> he's I'm, a, a quiet guy. Well, he's something. I don't know about quiet. He's something. No, I love William. He's a good dude. Look, William and Charles, I practically begged them when they were building out the tap room to let me run it. Just because I was such a huge fan and a supporter of the beer, I was like, I want to be a part of the team. I want to come in here and, and like, get this tap room running the way it needs to be run. And, you know, there were some obstacles and stuff. 
and now it's it's running fine. Like it's it's a it's a it's a great tap room. The Was one, that like when they first allowed tap rooms to exist? Yes, in Louisiana. Yes, you know when they first opened. Oh no, it was just the, the token. Yeah, you had to pay five bucks to get a couple tokens for free beer and stuff. No, this was uh, two thousand twelve, maybe. No, later than that, two thousand fourteen, fifteen, maybe. I know my. Uh, I took the job. My my ex wife was pregnant at the time, so we got a straggler coming up here. <laughs> Brandon with with oak and smoke. What's up, dude? Doing doing good, man. Yeah. Finished crushing it. I, I see that. I was gonna try to come order some food, and I was like, I'm not gonna have time to order food. Is is it's all gonna be going? Yeah. That's a good thing, though. Good thing. I heard a rumor. I don't know if you can confirm said rumor. I don't even know if I should say it on the podcast because I don't want to, you know, speak out of school. I heard I heard a rumor that this this mobile unit might be a uh, might soon be a stationary thing. This may be. There's some things in the works. Okay, all so right. nothing's official official yet. You know, there's still some stuff that has to be negotiated and signed and all of that. But gotcha. We're real close. All right, all right, cool. I mean, I may I may have said something last night when I was podcasting at Rally Cap. I'll make sure that episode goes out later. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, there's a couple of locations we're looking at, um, and just kind of figuring out what's the best by the numbers, you know, and yeah, for sure. what we think we can do and execute, try and do with this, the way labor pool is right now, it's, it's tough. That's the biggest question mark, really. It's a huge question mark, but I have faith in you guys, and I think you could pull it off, and you could be a very successful uh, stationary thing. <laughs> So the plan, but the plan will be to get the trailer back up and running as quickly as possible. Okay. Once we get, you know, I mean, we got a lot. Yeah, of for events and stuff like that. Yeah. Events be a little more picky and choosy where we go. For sure. Know, but but yeah, like I mean, paid enough money for it, might as well keep using it. Like, no, absolutely. I I 100% agree with that. But like you said, you can pick and choose where you want to go with the trailer. Then. Maybe some higher in, higher paying events and stuff like that. Exactly. As opposed to you know just popping up at random spots. Just grinding. You know, yeah, exactly. Because so. you you grind, sir. You grind. I grind. But you know how it is. I know how it is, sir. Thank you for cool. stopping by and talking for a second. Hey, I appreciate no it. problem. No problem. <laughs> go get some of this tasty tin root beer. There you go. Go get some beer. Brandon with Oak and Smoke. If you guys have not had Oak and Smoke barbecue, highly suggest you get yourself. I wanted to get I, I wanted to get some, but I was like, I'm not gonna have time, and they're gonna sell out. Uh, I, my plans were to go home and cook anyway, so I just need to do that. All right, so this next one I'm picking up right now is the the white chocolate raspberry IPA. Yeah, so we call it heart shaped box. Oh, I like that. I like that. Who came up with that name? It was kind of, kind of a group effort. Okay, all right. I like that. Ooh, get the raspberry on the nose. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I get raspberry on the nose, and then like coming in through the back end, I get a little bit of that white chocolate sweetness. Yeah, but it's wow. just a hint. It's not too sweet. No, it's well balanced. Mm -hmm. Like that raspberry is there at the front, and then it just kind of makes way for the white chocolate. And it's, dude, that's really good. I would and think this is I a tricky beer to that nail, that right? Would work in yeah. IPA, you know? No, at all. That's <laughs> why when I, when you set the flight down, I looked at the sheet and I was like. I thought it might be this one on the end, and I'm like, no, it's an IPA, so it's gonna be this one. I'm like, now I'm really confused. This is really good, man. I'm so, I'm like, I'm impressed with this. Like I, I was really pleased with it. Um, they actually had done this beer once before. Um, I made a couple of little tweaks to it to, you know, just put my own little mark on it. Yeah. We put it out right before Valentine's Day as our Makes like, sense. Valentine's beer. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's dessert IPA. Yeah, I mean, that's tricky. This this easily could have flopped and it'd have been like, sure. you know, we got nothing with this, but it's it's amazing. Like, I'm looking at this beer, but the flavor notes I'm getting, I would think I would get on a stout yeah. and not on an IPA. It's so, doing excellent though. I mean, we did a 10 barrel batch and I found out today that we only have one keg left in the, oh, wow. the building. It's tap room only. Yeah. Uh, you know, we released it in mid-February. So we're down to like one keg and probably 
nine or ten cases. So you can this as well? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I might have to get, are they in four packs or six packs? Uh, four packs. Four packs? I might have to get a four pack, bring these to the studio and let Jay try this. Like, this is yeah, really yeah. good. I'll show you where they are uh, after the Okay. Podcast. Yeah, this is great. Good job on this, Jeremy. Man, this is nice. Thank you. See, this is the kind of stuff that I was getting so excited about when you were at Astruma and we podcast that night. We were breaking out all these beers and I was like, man, this brewery is going to be amazing. The property is fantastic. Y'all were doing, uh, Craig, who used to run the tap room here, yeah. Tin Roof was over there, and he was doing the food and stuff. Y'all were doing sliders. He was amazing food. I was like, this it, is going to be fantastic. You know, I've heard that they have good food. Um, yes, I've heard the same. You know, and I've heard that the, my, the one of my good buddies is brewing there Yeah, Dean, Dean's over there now, yeah. which uh, which I think is is a uh, it's a smart move on a streamer to hire. Absolutely. Know, they went through some some different brewers once they finally opened, and I was worried because when I kept seeing posts from Astruma online, it was all food and no beer. Yeah. So I'm like, that's not a good sign if you're a brewery. And I've gone there a few times in the past few months, and the beer has gotten better. Each time I've gone, it's gotten a step better. And the last time I went there, Dean was there, and I tried a coach that he did, and it was it was great. Solid. Yeah. Really, really good. I, I had that coach too. It was good. And I had like two other beers that he brewed. I don't remember. I think one was an IPA, and I can't remember what the other one was. But all really good. Really solid beers. And I hope that trend continues because. I hope so too. I mean, we need more breweries in Baton Rouge. Absolutely. We need, um, we need. I think they focus on the food though because I think that they're just part of. Like, they are trying to market the whole experience, not just beer. I get that. I get that. And I understand that because they, they're they sourcing their ingredients from the form for mm -hmm. the pizzas and everything that they're doing. And that's fantastic. But you're still a brewery, and the the the, the food has to, the beer has to complement the food. Like I agree it's got, with that. It's got to be just as good as the food. If you have a brewery, because it's called Astruma Brewing. It's not Astruma Pizza Kitchen and Beer. It's Astruma Brewing. So the beer has to be just as good as the food you're pushing as well. You can't have that. The, it might not succeed if it was like the beer was good, the food sucked. With having the food, because literally all I hear are people when they talk about going there, they talk about the food. They weren't talking about the beer. And that just worried me because like I want every brewery that's opening in, in the Baton Rouge area to succeed. Because the more breweries succeed here, the better for the, for the community. The money's going back into the community, and it's just good for the craft beer. The jobs creator. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, exactly. I mean, Tin Roof was the only Baton Rouge brewery for six years, I think, until Southern Craft opened until up. So yeah, yeah. And now Southern Craft is going right, and Agile Brewing is opening soon in that old location, yeah. which they expanded upon. And it oh, looked, yeah. It looks great. It Keith looks has done awesome. a great job with that spot. I'm excited. I'm very excited for what they are what they have in the store. You know, Keith is a good friend of mine, so I'm very happy that he is pursuing his passion. He makes outstanding beer. Yes. I mean, without Keith Primo, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now, to be honest. Oh, wow, okay. You know, joining that club that he ran for years, Red Stick yeah. Masters. Yeah. They just taught me a lot about beer and a lot about beer styles. He encouraged me to become a beer judge, which helped me learn more about the, the styles and how to, you know, brew good beer. You know? He's one of the, one of the, few people that I know he, he's super knowledgeable he knows Absolutely. he knows what he's talking about he's not blowing smoke up your ass he's not like he's he's quoting something from a book Keith knows what he's talking he, about he's he lived it and done it you know yeah I mean? <laughs> and and he's he's so helpful and encouraging like he has mm -hmm. brew days on on the weekends where you can go there and buy ingredients and he'll help you brew beer yeah. like that is fantastic we need more people like that in the craft beer community instead of just people that want to shit on another brewery for doing a beer this way or like exactly <coughs> that doesn't help anything that's only hurting everyone you want more supportive people to come in like keith and just give up his time 
to show you the proper way to brew beer so that way you become excited about it and you want to you want to do that you want to take up that 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 craft and do it yourself and brew beer and maybe join a homebrew club and you can sure. you know be at zaps and you know show everyone hey look i brewed this beer that's i love zaps just for the fact that i gravitate to all the homebrew tents yeah i've had everything else that's out in the market from the distributors. And it's not knocking any of that stuff, but I can go in a grocery store and get that anytime. I can't walk into a grocery store and get these homebrews. So I love going to all those tents and trying all these different beers and just seeing the excitement in those guys' faces to, to see your reaction drinking their beer. Because yeah, it's, 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 it's work, man. It's not just absolutely, like... I mean... A lot of people think brewing beer is like, you know, you just throw some stuff in a, in a, in a, in a thing and you boil it and then there's beer. That's not how it works. There's a process. There's, yeah, absolutely. And like the festivals were so much fun. Like we brew, you know, just talking about when I was a home brewer in the club, we would, everyone would pull out all the stops and brew like the craziest beer they could think of. Yeah. It's always kind of like, it's very friendly competition, but it's like, okay, whose keg is going to float first? Right? Like, yeah. If your cake floats first, then like you, you are like the the Mac Daddy that, of the day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you get you get the gold star, but it, it like you said, it's a friendly competition. Sure. And I feel like it's like that as well with all the breweries here in the state. Like we want they every every brewery wants the other breweries to succeed, but it's still like a little competition. It's like a little know, bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's a friendly competition. It's Nobody's friendly. out to try to shut anybody down. No. Everybody's collaborating with everybody, and that's what I love. I want more collaborations within the state. I, I, it's cool that, you know, if someone wants to collaborate with Spindle Tap or Pontoon or whatever. Great notion. Yeah, that's fantastic. But I think supporting the local breweries, supporting each other and doing collaborations, speaking of collaborations, you guys, at, for this podcast, like I said, this is St. Patrick's Day, the, the 19th is Saturday. The collaboration y'all did with Gilla, the Voodoo will be released. Yep. We had it yesterday in the studio. It is fantastic. Oh, you've it, tried? Man, yes. you, I haven't even tried it. <laughs> yeah, Kimberly at Gilla came with a uh, with a crowler of it, and we got to try it yesterday, and it was fantastic. It is really, really good. I can't wait to taste the version you guys brew here because you're doing like a like a, a home and away kind of thing where they brew it they release it there and then you guys are going to brew one with them when they come here and release it here and uh i i, I i'm confident it's going to be just as good as the the gila version because it it the gila warfare is a great beer the voodoo which i just had for the first time after you've changed everything is a solid beer and i can taste now i can taste that in that Voodoo I can I can get hints of that. It's a great combination. I'm excited about going get more Saturday when they release it. If I'm sober enough to get there after St. Patrick's Day. I was going to say, are you going to parade? Yeah, <laughs> Jay and I have like eight spots mapped out that oh, we're going to wow. the house parties we're going to try to try to go to. So it's going to be a long day. But congratulations on that because that beer came out really, Thank really good. You. I mean, it was a lot of fun working with those guys. Like, you know, I, I, I've known Brad for a number of years. He was in the Homebrew Club yeah. briefly. That's where I met him, and we kind of stayed in touch off and on throughout the years. Uh, I really got to know Bobby pretty well because he also did a little stint at uh, Pelican. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we worked uh, together there for a few months. And he was at Southern Craft for a minute, too, right before Southern they closed. Craft. That's where I initially met him uh, and then, you know, got to know him a little bit more of Pelican. And th both of those guys are awesome. And I know Alex from uh, uh, Red Stick as well. Yeah. He was in the club for a little while, too. Yeah, so. Bob Bobby's a great dude, and he's a, he's a hell of a brewer. Oh, yeah. He know His palate is great. He knows what he's doing, and I was super excited when – when Gilla hired him to to yeah. do with Brad and for them to the brew beer together is it's fantastic. All right, we got one more beer left in this flight. This is the Floral Friday. Yeah. So I, and I'm giving you a little sneak peek on this. This oh. releases tomorrow. Oh. So we got a Floral Thursday going for Floral Friday. Okay. Let's we let's talk about this beer it today, and it's a, a sour Ooh. with hibiscus, blackberry, and lemon. Okay. I get some lemon on the nose, blackberry too. Ooh, yeah. And it's got a little bit dark out, but you know. Yeah, no, the color on it. The color great. is fantastic. 
Here is the. Uh, oh, that's the can. can. If you want to check that okay, out. Okay, the bit. can is nice. I like that. Uh, this is good. I, I I feel like it's it's more tart than sour, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Which is which is fine, but like this is a good introductory sour to anyone that wants to get into mm -hmm. it. Like it's it's just enough where you you understand what the what the style is without it being too offensive it's to the palate. It's tart. It's it's very like fruity to me. It's it's got like some kind of jammy kind of yeah 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 like and then then it's got like the lemon which kind of to me it like brightens it up yeah that's nice but that, yeah that lemon comes through is it like did you guys use like a lemon zest or something or like what is, a puree a puree okay dude that's really nice the color on it is awesome i wish this was a visual a visual podcast i've been yeah. considering doing a youtube uh, oh, channel like, like you do on J Show. Yeah, and just like when we podcast, we also do like a YouTube live thing. Yeah, uh, cool. I just need to see if I can get enough people inter interested in watching it, <laughs> so I can do it. So that because like beer is such a visual thing. Like Absolutely. we we can talk about the hops and the in the grains and the the flavor profiles, mm -hmm. but to see the beer is is the the key here. And this one is fantastic this is really good man see this is jeremy i'm so happy you're here <laughs> i'm so happy you were at tenor this Bacon's will be beer. uh hitting our distro markets it'll be out in stores okay so you can buy them stores and, good you know maybe some of the local bars whatnot you know cakes yeah I, I really that's one thing i really don't know like once the beer leaves our dock i don't really know where it <laughs> it's out somewhere it's out I mean, there somewhere. I figure it's at the usual haunts, Mid-City Beer Garden, Bulldog, uh, Chimes, and such. And, and, and like you said, it's going to be packaged, so it'll be at Rouse's and Calandro's mm -hmm. and Alexander's and all those stores as well, so you can find them there. Just a one-time drop, though. Like, yeah. One, you know, we brewed it one time. Yeah, maybe it'll come back if uh, if it does well. We'll see. But Dude, I think it'll do... It'll, do very well but i like that concept of just doing this one drop get it while it's there because yeah. if you miss out it's gone and then you gotta wait and it and it 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 drives people who maybe and it's it's so weird to say but there are people out there that have not had a tin roof beer oh absolutely i see them every day almost yeah it's kind of surprising to me as well like yeah some of them are like traveling they're on you know on i-10 they get off yeah. right here at downtown and I mean I guess they're looking at breweries on the way and <laughs> we're like the closest one. Yeah, because you're right off the bridge. In on I-10 West and <laughs> but it's so great. We've gone from from two breweries with Tin Roof and Southern Craft to we have Tin Roof, Astruma, Cypress Coast, Rally Cap, you've got Lachian out in Denham, and yeah. you've got Gila out in Gonzales. And Agile going to be opening soon. Uh, I believe there's a brewery in uh, St. Francisville that's going to be opening at some point this year. I've heard some rumors about that one. But yeah. So the the fact that I mean we're Louisiana still there lagging. might be another one in the Ascension opening some point too, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't want to say anything about that yet, <laughs> just to make sure. Uh, but Louisiana is still lagging behind on, on craft, craft yeah. breweries. But the fact that we've, in Baton Rouge right now, we have, in the Baton Rouge area, we have this many is, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. You can do, you can do a, a brewery tour in Baton Rouge. You can just take a Saturday and just brewery hop around town. Like, that's fantastic. And every, and the great thing is everybody's doing really good beer. Like everybody's putting out quality product, no one's slacking, no one's putting out bullshit you don't want to drink. Yeah, like, I mean everyone's putting out good beer, and like we have options now, you know. Like, yes. I can think back to 2008 when there were no breweries in Baton Rouge. Oh, we had a Beta and Nola. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, For crap they, Nola was in its infancy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you mostly had to rely on out-of-state craft breweries like, you know, Sierra Nevada, uh, Stone. Yeah. 
which you know not to knock them they're, they're great breweries no stone ipa man i used to drink the hell out of that oh, yeah. back in the day <laughs> but we just didn't have a lot of options but thanks to like you know the breweries opened up and then what chris pennegy's doing with pelican oh man like, chris is crushing it the, the choices at the store are like five-fold better than what they used to be you know? yeah it's, it's and, amazing and chris Chris has a good ear. He knows what people want to drink. He's listening to what the craft beer drinkers want. And not only is he trying to, you know, support and bring and bring in local craft beers, but he's going to Houston, bringing in Spindle Tap and bringing in Pontoon and Fly Llama out of Biloxi, which are doing some great beers. Uh, Trim Tab out over there in Alabama. And it's, it's craft beers that the craft beer drinkers want to drink. Absolutely. But it's also opening up to non craft beer drinkers who are seeing that there's a like I know a few people who are who are always diehard Bud Light drinkers who are now slowly getting into the craft beer scene, specifically with Pilsners, because it's 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 similar it's to the not style that far of a jump. It's not that far of a jump, but it's like it's a baby step in. You yeah. got them in the door drinking that Pilsner or lager, and it's like, all right, well let's move you slowly this way. And I think that's fantastic. And you are killing it here. These beers we've had tonight, I'm, I'm just, I'm super excited. I'm going to be here more often now. I, it's, I honestly haven't sat in the tap room and had a beer here, and I don't even know how long. It's, it's been a long time. You here doing this and creating these beers, and you're doing you know, a great job, Jeremy. I know his, really Tin Roof has a history, and you know I'm. I'm happy to be here. As, well, you're, you're helping to erase that history. Well, I mean, I don't think it's all bad. Like, I think it's, they have a lot of good history too. Like, I oh, absolutely. Wanna, I don't want to say it like that, but you know, I, my my philosophy is what's in the past is what's in the past. Like, if you have reservations about drinking the Tin Roof beer, just try us again with an open mind and see what you think. You know. I 100% back that idea. There, there are people that may have been, I guess, burned by Tin Roof beers over the years, but it's a different ball game now. People come back out here, enjoy. It's one of the, it's one of the best taproom experiences in in the city. It's a great taproom experience, and I, I can tell you that the people that are here now actually care about what we're putting out. You know, and like I said, I don't want to talk about the past too much or what happened before, but. The people here now are awesome and they're they're great. They 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 want to put out a good product and they're passionate about what they do, just like I am. So, well, that's what we need more passionate people like you, Jeremy, that care about the product and the craft and want to put out good beers. Thank you for having me here tonight. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, I don't feel like this will be the last time you you'll be on the podcast. I don't feel like it's the last time I'll be here podcasting at Tin Roof. I, I think, hope not. <laughs> uh, no, I, I definitely think we got we got some more stuff to 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 go over with beer releases and such. And you're always welcome anytime on the show. If I'm not he, even if I'm not here, if I'm somewhere else, and you want to come hang out at another brewery and just drink beers and talk. Okay, always welcome, sir. Uh, I appreciate that. Another shout out to my sponsors for the podcast: Presonus Audio Electronics, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Government Taco, and Hops in the Hollows. And as always. If you're ordering your beer glasses over at Hops and the Hollows, when you check out, use the use the promo code ABV and you'll get 10% off of your order at hopsandthehollows.com. Jeremy, thank you once again, dude. I appreciate well, thanks, this. Jeff. Uh, guys, come check out Tin Roof. They're doing some good stuff here. Jeremy's crushing it with the beers. Don't sleep on Tin Roof. Until next time, I'm Chuck P. This has been the ABV Podcast. Cheers. <laughs>